Alrighty, everybody, we are back on the Foul Ball Podcast presented by Budweiser, the official beer sponsor of Major League Baseball. And everything related to us can be found at our website, foulballpodcast.com. So we are here today to bring you the unfortunate and unbearable news, which is the fact that the beloved Boston Red Sox have been swept by the Halos. In other words, the Los Angeles Angels who swept the Boston Red Sox. Okay, we played out in Los Angeles the last three games. And let me give you a brief rundown on what happened. So, Monday night, we lost 2-1. to one. Close game. Offense could have pulled through defensively, giving up two runs. I'm not going to complain about that. That's something that's cool to see, I guess. And so, you know, it's a time when the offense should have pulled through. We know it's there. We know it's present. I mean, time and time again, we've talked about how there's a lot of players on the offensive side of the ball that can make hits at the plate. That's never been a question in my mind so far until Monday night, right? We just couldn't really get any momentum to go our way. And with that being said, I hope it's not running dry. Granted, it's only the NMA, but hopefully we didn't get rid of any of that. And so then we go to Tuesday night. All right, let's go to Tuesday night. Ooh, yeah, I don't really know if I want to go to Tuesday night. We lost 4-0, to zero, so the offense didn't even show up. Maybe they were out on vacation, or maybe a nice dinner cruise, or just going to explore Los Angeles. Who knows? But they weren't playing the game, right? Again, another night where literally nothing could happen. Where'd they go? Where'd they go? That'll be an investigation that the Foul Ball Podcast can conduct is to find out where the offense for the Red Sox went Tuesday night. Because, again, granted we let up four runs, but in the grand scheme of things, you know, we can't really be picky and choosy about what goes on, especially with the struggles, the immense struggles that the pitching has had in recent years. And so, of course, it's not just the pitcher that plays the game. It's not. It never has been. There's several other guys behind the pitcher on the field. Of course, nobody's behind the catcher. The fans are behind the catcher. But behind the pitcher and on the side of the pitcher, there's people playing in the field. Right? People are there. Ready to play baseball. Well, the Red Sox weren't ready to play baseball Tuesday night. So I shouldn't really say that. But... No matter what, people are there, people want to play baseball, and people people expect people to play baseball, especially when you're getting paid a ton of money for it, right? That's your job. We have high expectations here in Boston. We expect those high expectations to be met. And it was a little scary that we lost three games against a team that never has been good, at least for a long time. Whereas we have, 
that puts up a question mark in my head. And so we move into Wednesday night, and Wednesday night wasn't much better because we lost 7-3. Okay, so that brings in a question again. Obviously, the defense didn't do anything. Okay, the offense showed up. Literally, that score of three runs would have won us on Monday night. It would have gotten us in contention Tuesday night. But, of course, Wednesday night, it didn't even matter. Right? So, what this tells me about the Red Sox over the last three games, of course, things shift around all the time. So, the next time we talk, things can easily change. And I, I know they will. I, and I hope the next conversation we have is much different from the one we're having right now. And the one we're having right now is much different from the last time we, had, we talked together. But for now, we're kind of having a conversation that's putting a question mark on the future of the Red Sox. We're granted their fourth place in the AL East, but they're also 26 and 24. Where's that going to get us? Not the playoffs, but we have time to improve. So I think... Even in my case, I think it's time to take that deep breath a little bit, but that's going to linger on my head for a little while. So the conversation we're having is that Tampa Bay is still in first place, Baltimore is still in second. The Yankees moved up to third place. For a while, they were hanging out in fifth place. All right, so the Yankees of New York are getting a little bit of something done. All right, currently they are 30 and 21, and we are 26 and 24, like I said. The Yankees are six and a half games behind first place. We are, we are at 10 games behind. Again, that's a different conversation we're having from the last time. And then the Blue Jays are literally right behind us at 26 and 25, and they are 10 and a half games behind first place, and they're half a game behind us. And so... As I kind of like to talk about statistics a little bit, right? Our batting average is sixth place in the MLB, an average of .262. We're fourth in runs, 262 runs, okay? They kind of go hand in hand. The ERA, earned runs average, we're 26th with a 4.82 ERA. Okay, that's daunting. We're 26th in the MLB, really? That's kind of nasty. And our whip is in 22nd place. Okay, again, those two go hand in hand with a 1.34 whip. Alright, and I know there's been a major conversation lately about pitchers being moved around, switched. Okay, I know a big conversation to go along with that has been Nathan Yavaldi over in Texas with the Rangers doing extremely well. I mean, currently he's one of the best pitchers out there. Never pitched well for us. Well, I shouldn't say never pitched well for us. He had his good moments. I'll give him that. But they were moments. And there were a lot of other moments that weren't that great. But it's something that needs to be said, right? Now, something has happened with Yavaldi where he's doing extremely well. Was it? I, my question initially was, was it something with our coaching staff? Are they just not executing with our players the way that things just need to be? Right? 
we've had so many players that should have been stars with us, weren't really that good, went to other teams, and excelled immensely. And I think another picture that comes kind of comes to mind, right? It's David Price. Before David Price came to Boston, he was incredible. Absolutely, insanely just great. And then he came to Boston, was good for maybe like a season. And then after that, just fell off the face of the earth. Felt like I never heard him again. And so that's something to focus on, I think, in the long term. Right? How does the ownership group, how does Alex Cora, how does Hyene Bloom, how does the rest of the front office staff kind of tackle those couple of obstacles in terms of the players, the coaching staff, and really kind of maintaining a high level of execution that the fans of the Red Sox expect. Right, because a conversation that doesn't get talked about a ton is over a winter weekend this past year. The front office and the ownership group got booed. I mean, granted, some of them will admit it. The ownership group might not, but some folks in the front office will admit <laughs> they got booed. Right, and even Mr. Kennedy, he even said that this is the best team that he's worked with because it's such a great energy right you can feel the energy at every game you can feel it night in and night out you can sense the excitement when we're doing really good and you can ex- you can really feel the disappointment when we're doing bad and again he brings up that conversation of having the high expectations that if they're not met you will know and if they are met you will know Obviously, both very different reactions, but either way, you're going to know. And that's why he says he loves his job, is because Boston just provides that. And not a lot of the other cities do, right? So that's why I've always kind of respected Sam Kennedy's leadership, and that's why I gain a lot more respect for him. Because he knows. He gets it. He understands. And so, a lot to think about, which is good. Hopefully, come October, it'll be even better. Fingers crossed. All right? So, again, this episode is sponsored by Budweiser, the official sponsor of Major League Baseball, the official beer sponsor of Major League Baseball. And we are incredibly thankful for them and incredibly honored to say that we are sponsored by them. So, without further ado, our website related to us, where you can find everything Foul Ball Podcast related is that located at foulballpodcast.com. And until next time, let's go Red Sox and let's have a much more exciting conversation talking about how we can win and how we did win. So, until then, get in a bit.